Welcome to episode six of the Provenance Marketing Show. I'm your host, Ryan Jennings, and this is the show where we talk and share products that New Zealand makers and manufacturers are producing for us Kiwis and those who love Kiwi products all around the world. And today we have some awesome products, as well as a couple of things that I've picked up on some conferences I've attended you Google manufacturers account you can go and have a look and have a read for those of you uh, who are brands in the room today before we get started I want to talk about my chair because this has just arrived uh, overnight and it is a chair from Dunbar Chairs Paula Canuta has sent this across to us I'm just going to stand up here and show this around uh, so this chair is going to be our chair that we use for the provenance marketing show from now on uh beautifully made got teal uh stripes with some uh, cream color in there and some kind of dark brown almost a black uh so it's multi-colored stripes they don't have an nz made branding on it as such but they do have sewn in a, a dumba uh brand uh logo into the back of the chair and Really comfy to, to sit in. I'm quite enjoying this. Uh, so these are the types of chairs that you would use in a reception area, a boardroom, or potentially for your guest uh, seats in a waiting area like a doctor's or a dentist's. And what the neat thing is about choosing a company that manufactures their furniture in New Zealand is they can make it to your specifications. Uh, so that's the first product up. I won't be giving this away, of course, we're going to be keeping it as part of the show. The second product is right in front here. I'm going to move this across so you can see it. For those on the podcast, you're just going to have to bear with me on how I describe this. It is a three-dimensional piece of art that is of Queenstown. And the company that does this, called The Furnace, they make these for cities or locations throughout New Zealand and can even do custom locations throughout the world. And what I love about it here, if we kind of zoom in on a couple of things here, this is the, the Queenstown map. You can see in the lake area, Lake Wakatipu there, it's actually got all the depth meterage. So it's all accurate. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 40,000. So the, the detail that Aaron has put into this, who makes these, is just astonishing. Uh, if you look in here, you've got Queenstown Hill. Uh, you've got the, the city of Frankton there. Uh, and you can see the mountainous areas. So if we go right up to this top area here, the remarkable ski field, you can see that that height is 1,565 metres. They've all been etched in there. Uh, accurately and what a piece of art if you want something that's going to uh, match the area you live in so that's the product side of it over the last week I've been to a couple of conferences the first I want to cover is a government procurement uh, seminar and the reason I want to cover that is uh, my colleague executive director for Export New Zealand Catherine Beard has been doing some uh, work and advocacy and policy uh, work over the last few years to get governments to be more transparent on their procurement rules and to create a way where businesses have a say on how they've been treated during that procurement process. And I'd add to that that there's a very large opportunity because for the first time 
businesses are going to be able to give a survey result back on how they're treated, but more importantly, the results of tendering through the GET system, the government electronic tendering system, will now favour more than just the lowest cost provider. They're going to be broadening all the different attributes and criteria that your tender or your bid is going to be assessed on. And that's things such as the impact or positive impact on culture, on environment, and the socioeconomical uh, impact. And that may mean things like if you can show that you, your bid reduced waste into landfill, for example, for the environmental side, or that you're promoting small business, or maybe you're supporting regional growth, then those criteria will have a weighting, not the only weighting, but will have a weighting alongside the price or total quote bid fee you put forward. And I think that's massive news, and it's been underappreciated, certainly in New Zealand media, when you've got 49 of the government departments spending over a billion dollars a year on products and services. This is a market change. And this change has come from Cabinet. It is a directive to each of the chief executives of these government departments to now look at not New Zealand made, but look at a broader context for the types of bids they're putting out there and for the products and services they're buying. The next area is GS1 Conference. Now, through this conference, they had some really good guest speakers, one from Amazon in particular and Google. When you sign up for the Manufacturer's Centre, so you'll be able to see queries for your brand over time. You'll be able to see trends relating to uh, not just what people are searching, but also who's clicking on the ads, how much interest is in the, there in your product, all the way to what sales are being transacted online through this account. What I took away from that is that if you can get into standards as a business, it's more likely your products are going to be seen by organizations that support platforms. So for the Amazon platform, uh, Google platform, if you can fill out their standards-based uh, taxonomy, if you like, their structured data, then your products are going to be seen. So let's give me, uh, I'll give you an example. With Amazon, they have a Fulfilled by Amazon product and the speaker was saying that in Australia, they've already maxed out their warehouse. They've got 20 million products for sale that are being shipped and fulfilled by Amazon. So as a business, you supply them and then they supply the consumer uh, once it's been purchased from their portal. Now, my challenge there for businesses is start to look into whether your product, your manufacturer could be listed on Amazon. Because by going through that process, you're going to start to understand what these big platforms want in terms of standardized information. The last part I'd like to end on was Anna and I went down to Christchurch. We visited the supplier for all of our labels, Kiwi Labels, great name. And they print for us millions of labels a year in all sorts of shapes and sizes. Um, and they're all paper, even the New Zealand grown ones that we've recently launched. Uh, they are sustainable because they're paper, not plastic. 
Uh, having said that, there is a veneer on the top that isn't compostable or recyclable, uh, so there's more work that needs to be done there to make them 100% biodegradable. Uh, but by and large, most of the component, because it's paper, will break down. Uh, I did get to see where all of those stickers get stored, the actual home for the first time. Um, here, this is a relatively new label for us. These are the 10 mils, also NZ made, of course. So these are all our, these are the 25 mils that, that go out. So each one of those, that's a sticker there. And these are all paper. That's it for this week. If you are listening on the podcast, uh, thank you very much. If you're enjoying this, I appreciate your listening time. Uh, if you want to leave a review, you can leave that on iTunes. If you're listening on Stitcher, same thing. You can leave a review there. I would much appreciate that. If you're watching on YouTube, please share this with someone via DM uh, that you think would get some value from it. So that's all for this week. I uh, hope you'll join us next week on episode seven. We've got some really cool stuff planned for next week. Yeah, we'll see you then. Thanks for watching.